You're listening to an open dialogue, and I am Violet Howe. And I am Todrick Handel. And I don't know if I sound any older, but I actually am turning 50 today. Or I guess I should say have turned 50 today. I am 50 today. Embrace I, I, it. I, it's, I can't even say that. Like 50. That's half a century. It is. It is. That's, that's, yes. um, that sounds so much older than I feel. Like if you think about, you know, living to be 100 in this day and age is something that is, you know, feasible. Mm -hmm. That's something that's possible. Mm -hmm. But, you know, still kind of, I would say, probably on the on the long end of an average lifespan. And so that means I'm halfway done. Well, I read something the other day that they said that the first person or the first generation, something like that, who's going to live to be 150 has already been born. So maybe it's you, you know, they didn't say who it was. So maybe you've only lived a third of your life. So maybe mm-hmm. it's just maybe I'm in the I'm ending the first act of a three act. Yeah, I, I, there um, you go. I had a, um, a a very someone who was very close to me. Um, I called him my spiritual grandfather. Um, he was a pastor, and you know he was in his 80s, and he would say, you know, I'm in the third act of a three act play. And I remember at the time being in my early 30s and thinking, wow, that must be so depressing to think. And so when you know it, I think it's hard sometimes not to get depressed about it. But at the same time, there's so much to be thankful for about it that I've achieved 50 you know one of my very very best friends um died when we were in our 30s and and her boys at the time were six and two I've I've been able to to you know see my child reach um the age of 20 and kind of see him through school and out of college not that I want to leave him now but I'm very thankful for that so I think that there's um it's kind of like this double-edged sword thing of like on the one side I'm like oh my god I'm 50 and on the other side, I'm like, wow, I made it to 50. So yeah. um, I, I don't know. It's uh, I think it's I think it's true. I think you make a good point. I will say I am already past 50. I'm 51, and so much shortly, older than me. Shortly to be 51 and a half. Um, <laughs> you know, because we do celebrate those half birthdays. Um, actually, I'm already past 51 and a half. What am I talking about? I was 51 and a half in October. I'm, wow, I'm you didn't make the calendar and, for this yeah. for the half no, birthday celebration of it. I really didn't. Um, but um, I think that you're right. And I think especially uh, in my family, I, I remember very, I had uh, an, an aunt who uh, was killed when she was 11 years old. She, she was hit oh. in the head with a baseball bat and died. And, and I remember this very clearly from hearing this story growing up and being terrified that I wouldn't make it past the age of 11. Once I turned right. 12, I was like, right. and but but then, um, you know, this is certainly for my husband and me, we're very conscious because my mother-in-law, my husband's mother, died when she was 55. Um, my parents both were 63. So there's certainly in the back of, of both of our heads, how long do right, you have? The you know, how, kind of yes, yeah. it is there. Now, I don't feel and like none I, of us are guaranteed. No, I mean, from, from no. day one through day, you no. know, year 100, none of us are guaranteed. But I do think the older you get, the more you know that that your odd, the odds are going in the opposite direction. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Yes. And it's, you're certainly conscious of of living life to its fullest. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, that that is important. Um, I will say for me turning 50, I was really excited. Um, I, I, I'm happier at 50 than I was at 30 and, and at 40, definitely than I was at 40. Um, so I, I, I feel like I'm in, entering into a, a decade that I'm, that holds only promise. So well, I think, 
I, I definitely think for each of us, our perception of, of age changes as we get older. I mean, I can remember being in my 20s and one of my aunts turning 40 and me just thinking, God, life is just basically over for her. God bless her heart, you know, <laughs> because it just seemed so old. You know, mm -hmm. being in your 40s seemed so old and somebody in their 50s like, oh, my Lord, that just seemed ancient. And now that I'm here at 50, I don't feel ancient. You know, no. I mean, I of, of course, if I'm around like my son's friends, I suddenly feel ancient. Like when they were talking <laughs> about, you know, some show being on and we were we were out somewhere and I said, did you, you know, did you guys tape it? And they all look at me like I'm nuts. And one of them <laughs> very well-meaning pats my back and says, Miss Howell, we don't tape things now. <laughs> You're showing your age. So, I mean, I, you know, but I don't feel, I, I guess I don't feel like what my mental image of 50 was you know what I mean no no well I mean what I, I was thinking about the fact that um, my one grandmother when I was born was 56 yeah and I think so that's five years older than I am now and I look at pictures of her and she looks two decades older than I do now and well, I see like my grandmother was 50 when I was born and, and mm -hmm. I and I think of her as being an old woman Yes. When I was growing up. Exactly. You know? And same with me. My grandmothers were both older. Women, but I think if we look now at people um, all around us who are different ages, and, and I actually, because of my husband's ministry, I am, um, you know, around people of all ages. And there are some women who will say to me, well, I'm 89. And I will say, Miss Sue, you cannot be that. Right. No, right. you are not. And then there's other women who Clint will say, oh, so-and-so passed away. She was only this old. And I'll think, good Lord, I thought she was at least, you know, right. two decades older. Well, I think it's not only as we age, our own perception of age changes, but I think our society's Definitely. perception of age has changed. I mean, I think you see people like you know, Goldie Hawn, or you see people like Meryl Streep, or you see um, people like Helen Mirren, or, or, you know, even Judy Dench. Like, I, I think that, I think people are living longer, but I think people are also much more mm -hmm. active longer. And I, and I think our society's perception um, has changed. I don't think that 50 is viewed as old no. now as it once no. was. And that may be wishful thinking no. on my part since I'm 50, but I definitely think that, um, that we allow, we allow people to be more active older. I think that now. that's true. We saw um, uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter last month, and I, uh, you know, hadn't really thought about how old she was, but she's 60. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, there's rockers who you go and you see them and you're like, yeah, I can believe that you're, you know, 70 something. Um, but then right. there's others who you just go, wow, you know, wow. I mean, Tina Turner, good Lord. Um, it's amazing. Well, I think, and I think that's one thing, like you see people or you kind of know of people that I think are near my age or that I have, have grown up with these people being famous and they were mm -hmm. older than me. And now when you hear their age, it's kind of like yes. a little shock of like, whoa, yes. wait a minute. How, how old is Gwenda Stefani yeah. or, or wait, whoa, like who's, who's 60? <laughs> like, I, so I think that's one thing is when you hear someone's age that you kind of think is right in your neighborhood or just a little bit older than you. And then you hear their age and you're like, yes. whoa. Um, so that's, um, or, um, or like children that were born oh. in my family when I was like 18, 19 or 20 and they now have their own children and their own right? families. And I'm like, wow, how did this happen? I know. I think that's a universal so, thing. It's uh, it's interesting as, as a, as a side note on that, I spoke in a classroom this week and I mentioned something about um, having been in New York 
for an agent in 2010 and all these kids go that's the year i was born and i'm thinking good lord my yeah. first book is older than these kids you know right. yeah right. but I, it, it's definitely um and and i think it's it spans that's that's not only an element of of extreme aging like we are but i, I even listen my um my oldest daughter's friends when they hear that that my son is 18 well they remember when he was born because they were in middle school so they're right. going oh, he can't be 18. How can he be that old? And so I think it is a, a human. It's one of our human uh, things that we, we just don't accept. I think we, we accept time moving for us, but we don't think it moves for other people in, in our deepest hearts of hearts. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I think I, I think that there's still, even though I, I do think our society is more accepting of older people and we do have more... Um, um, kind of like we allow people to, to be mm -hmm. old, I guess, now more so than ever. But I do think ageism is probably one of the the last discriminations that we don't right, address. Right, I would agree. You know, we address discrimination against, you know, um, people of, of a different sex or we, you know, we, we minorities or f women or um, the L LGBTQ community, but we really, I don't think we really focus on discrimination against people no, getting old. I, would agree. I think that there's a discrimination um, uh, against beauty. I think there's a discrimination against like, you know, them having an opinion or like my, um, we have, we have two aunts and if I get their ages wrong, they're just going to crucify me. So I'm not going to say how old they are. I think one of them is 80 or above and I and I think the other one's in her 70s and I hope that that's correct I I think I know what their ages are <laughs> but I know if I say it it's gonna be wrong but these ladies I mean they are so active they travel all the time they can whip our butts on the tennis courts my husband and I have actually gone and taken lessons in tennis prior to going and visit them to try to have a better showing on the tennis courts and they still whip our butts on the tennis courts because they play every single day and they recently took a trip to Ireland and were unable to rent a car because they were too oh. old. And so they had to depend on, you know, either public transportation or somebody else oh. to drive them. And I understand. I mean, I get that there's valid reasons once someone reaches a certain age or whatever. And how do you know that renting someone a car, whether or not they've got the faculties. But, like, it's also kind of sad to think that, you know, you could be in great mm -hmm. health and have the money to travel and have, you know, the, the mind and the physicality and everything else to still be a very active tourist, but because of your age kind of have, you know, some limits on what you could yeah. do. Yeah, um, that's true. So that's, that's very true. What do you feel about, uh, are you always honest about your age? Because, you know, growing up yes. there were, I, I was surrounded by women who did not want to tell their age, did not want to, you know, they lied about their age. That was a big thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that it's a thing anymore. Well, I, I do have, like, I've had a couple of people reach out to me on Facebook to tell me in private messages. I don't know if you realize, but you put your birth year <laughs> on Facebook and people will know how old you are. So I do think there are still people who are very conscious about hiding that. Right. I don't care. I am, I am such a big celebrator of my birthday that whatever year yes, I've achieved, I've here. achieved. And I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm, I mentioned that I lost one of my very best friends in her 30s. I'm very conscious that every birthday that I reach is one that Terry was not able to reach. And so I don't, I, I kind of like force myself to keep that in my mind that I don't want to be ashamed of reaching an age that she wasn't able exactly. to reach, you know? And so I don't have a problem saying how old I am. I, I have to pause a little bit before I say I'm turning 50 because it still kind of jars my mind. 
but um I'm definitely not no. ashamed of it. I mean, I'm definitely not no. like, you know. And and I think again, I look at people like Helen Mirren. I look at people um you know, she she's one that definitely mm-hmm. sticks in my head that there are so many powerhouse women right now in this day and age who are still out there they are, they still have great sex appeal. They still have great wit. They still have great um, intelligence. They still have something to say. They still have something to contribute. And so, um, you know, I, I am proud to be kind of like moving along with these ranks Absolutely. of women. I think we still have a yes. long way to go. I don't think we're anywhere near women being equal to men in, in, in what they get. True. Aging. Very true. So, yes, and, we, and we, we've, you know, uh, just allude to the fact that men are, are kind of celebrated in their age and women are, uh, there, there has been in the past, I hope that's changing, a tendency to, quote, put them out to pasture, unquote. Uh, there are fewer, fewer roles. And, um, there, I mean, there are. I, think it's, I do think it's getting better slowly but surely, but I think that there has been a huge disparity between, like, you know, a man can age gracefully and still have his sex appeal and still have you know his charm or whatever but in a movie or television or or even a play he's going to be cast next to someone that is much younger um and i don't think we've allowed women to age in our standard of beauty Mm -hmm. you know our standard of 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 what is appealing um, but I've seen, definitely we've seen recently movies like, um, mm-hmm. the book club, yes. you know, that all of the, all of the heroines and heroes in that movie were older. We've seen movies that have older heroines, like as Reese Witherspoon, who I swear does not look like mm-hmm. she ages at all, but as Reese Witherspoon gets older, as Jennifer, like there's a new right. Netflix movie coming out where Jennifer Aniston is playing right. the mom. Like we've gotten to a point now where Jen Aniston is the mm-hmm. mom role. Like, you know, so, so I definitely think that we see people you know getting roles as they get older but um yeah you know men men are silver foxes Mm -hmm. women that are older we either have a cougar which is a negative connotation Mm -hmm. that she's you know robbing much younger than her which we don't give men that same negative connotation for dating younger or women are called hens which is another negative connotation like there's no like silver fox sounds very attractive and sly <laughs> and and you know mysterious and there's no female equivalent of that um, no. nickname of that character's character No and I, I'd be so. interested you know I'm I'm trying to think and and I'm not up on as up on movies as you are but are there my perception is that older men can still play a romantic lead too in a movie. Yes. And I think yes. that a lot of when you see older women, it's that they are, um, it's, a, it's a friendship movie. And there might be an allusion to romance, but not so much. I haven't seen the book club. So I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm holding that one out. Um, also, uh, that there could be, um, it's just, it's just not, it just doesn't seem like uh, you'll see the older men with, a, as you said, a much younger woman, but I don't know that how many times you see an older woman with a much younger man um there was a well i think the majority of the time when you have a movie um or a television show that has a a older woman with a much younger man it's a negative type right. of story role right it's you know it is that that cougar you know that there's that there's a uh, uh there's a uh imbalance of power right. or there's a, a you know an imbalance in the relationship whereas you don't see that so much when they flip True. it with the man um and I think, too, even with the book club, like the book club had some romantic scenes, but it was like, you know, the passionate soap opera right. kiss. You don't see 
a lot of sex scenes with older people. And um, I, I definitely think a lot of that has to do with our, you know, society assumes that once someone gets older, they're not attractive. But unfortunately, our society also assumes that once people get older, they don't have sex. When I started writing Maggie, Maggie is a story about um, the heroine is 49. Mm -hmm. You know, I was 49. I was staring 50 in the face. And so, um, you know, I was writing about some of that. And her, you know, her hero is the same age. And both of them were late in life, very independent. She had her own career. He had his own career. You know, they had their own lives going on, but they met and this spark was born. And I wrote mm -hmm. sex scenes in that book of, of, of passion as their relationship progressed and as their relationship became more passionate and how they expressed that together. And I did not know until after I'd written that and people started telling me, well, you can't sell that. Like people don't want to read about old people having sex. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean old people have like, I'm 49. And they're like, yeah, but you know, they don't want to do that. And, and I literally was told at a writing conference that the publishing world will not publish anything, that anything over 30, they think that the heroine is too old to have any type of like sexual relationship. And this floored me because I, I mean, I have a very healthy sexual relationship like I know women my age have healthy sexual relationships we don't stop experiencing passion we don't stop experiencing um, lust and love and romance and all of these things just because we get past 30 or 40 or mm -hmm. 50 you know and so I think the fact that we don't allow that to be reflected in movies we don't allow that to be reflected in books is really yep. sad and um, I've been very pleased to see that as the, you know, the baby boomer population is a huge reading Definitely. population. And those women are, quote unquote, of a certain age. Um, you know, we are, are Generation X and, and we've reached that, you know, the 50 threshold. And so as you have more women who are aging, they're kind of demanding stories about women their age. They're demanding stories. Not everybody wants to read about a, a, a you know, young ingenue in her 20s. People want to read about people that have been divorced or that have been widowed or perhaps haven't married or haven't had children or have adult children or have teenage children. There's all these different life experiences that we have at this point in age. And so I'm very pleased to see that there's kind of been this little rising up, especially in indie publishing, of what is called seasoned romance or vintage romance or um, they come up with entangled publishing um, just started a division called August romance but these are all stories that are focused on older mm -hmm. heroines or older heroes now for some of them like entangled older means over 30 which <laughs> still cracks me up but um, but for seasoned romance, like I belong to a seasoned romance group on Facebook, and we have seasoned romance authors who write books about heroes and heroines that are over the age of 35, over the age of 45, over the age of 55, because life does not stop just because you age. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and, you know, we have to model those things in our in our books and our movies and, and whatever, because I think they're already happening in real life. I, mean, I don't think about it. I know it. Oh yeah. Um, you know, that, yeah. that they are, that they're going on. So that should be, um, that should definitely be, uh, uh, you know, being portrayed. Um, I, I'm thinking about the fact that I used to read, uh, Laverle Spencer back when she was, uh, writing actively. Um, and, I loved all of her books. There was really nothing that she could write that I didn't write, but she wrote one book 
that was about um, a, a, a woman who was probably in her mid forties and, and, um, and her romance with a man who was probably in his late twenties. And I remember thinking at the time, mm, I'm not sure I really like this one. It made me a little uneasy. It made me a little, uh, but I don't think it was because of the age. I, I've, I've been trying to think to myself, you know, is it, is it the age? But I don't, I don't know. We have a lot of women um, of a certain age who are still reading like YA and, and whatever. I, I, want to read about people who are like me, uh, although I will read, you know, the 20 the something. See, for me, yeah. I'll read any of it if it yes, is a good absolutely. story and it has good characters that, that their story compels me and, and sucks me in. I don't care if it's YA. I don't care. I mean, I enjoyed, you know, Twilight, Divergent, Hunger Games, mm -hmm. but I also enjoy, you know, uh, Natasha Moore and Morgan mm -hmm. Malone and Karen Booth and, um, uh, you know, Pamela Heron and some of these writers who write older yeah. heroines. And, and I like reading about someone yes. my own age. You know, I've, I've been divorced. I'm on my second marriage. I have children who are 20. And it's much different to go into a dating relationship at 38 with two kids and a divorce. It's much different to go into a dating relationship at 50 if you are a widower and you have grown children who think they have a say-so <laughs> in your love life. It's much different to go into a relationship when you, um, you know, when you have your own career and you have your own house and you have financial independence and then trying to figure out how to merge these two independent lifestyles is completely different in your 60s than it is in your 20s. And let's face it, sex it is. is different in your 60s than it is in your 20s. It still happens, and it can still be great, but it's a different ex experience, yeah. Yeah. you know? Um, so, so so what is one positive thing about being 50? I think being more comfortable in my own skin. And I remember reading articles. I would read, you know, interviews or magazine articles and women would say something about being comfortable in their own skin. And when I read that in my 20s and in my 30s, I was like, oh, well, what, you know, what do they mean by that? And I, and I do think now, like, I'm to a point where I understand who I am. I have more acceptance of who I am. Um, I, I know, you know, my faults, I know my flaws, I know my weaknesses, I know the things that I need to work on, but I'm also more comfortable being me. I think I'm more comfortable standing up for myself. Um, for much of my twenties, I felt like I was broken and everyone else was okay and I needed to fix me. And then I think for much of my thirties, I felt like I was running out of time and I needed to do everything there possibly was to do in life. And I think my forties were a blur of trying to, you know, be a mom and a teacher and a wife and a church volunteer and everything else. And I really think at 50, I'm, I'm a little more settled, a little more comfortable with, with what, you know, with what my life is, I guess. So. And what about uh, one negative thing? The body, the body, definitely. I, you know, it's, it's funny. I read a, a quote from, um, Courtney Campbell several years ago. I would say this was probably 10 or 15 years ago where she said that it's very hard to look in the mirror, mirror and not, I have trouble with that word, mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. It's very hard to look in the mirror and not judge what you see. 
it is a natural progression. It is something that happens to all of us. It is not something that, you know, should be something to be ashamed of, but it's hard. It's very hard to look at, you know, my skin is not the same as it used to be. And I have wrinkles in places that I didn't have wrinkles before. And I'm starting to get little spots on my hands and arms that aren't from tanning. And, um, you know, my, my fingers look old to me. And, um, you know, it, it takes a little longer to, to, to move comfortably in the mornings when I first stand up. And so things like that, that I think, um, I, I think you don't really appreciate your skin when you're younger. You don't really appreciate your body so much when you're younger. The things that I saw as huge flaws in my body when I was younger, I would love to go back to having that instead of the flaws that I have now. So, um, yeah, I, I think definitely for me, the biggest detriment or downside of aging is that you start to see everything mm -hmm. decline and you know, it's already been the best it's ever going to be. <laughs> so I think that for me is the hardest is to know that like, you know, I can get more fit. I can get more lean. I could definitely lose weight, but my, the condition of my body is already been the best it's mm -hmm. ever going to be. And that's kind of scary. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about for you? What do you think is a benefit of aging? I love the fact that, um, you know, as, as you were talking about, in my 20s, I was all about children. I was having babies. And, and in the 30s, I was raising those babies and homeschooling them. Um, and my 40s was about recovering after my parents died and, and adjusting to, um, to moving to Florida because I I, we moved to Florida uh, the June after I turned 40 and, and my mother had died that, that same June. And, um, and so that the forties, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was all about uh, recovery and adjusting and, and whatever. And now, you know, my kids are 18 and older. I'm no longer homeschooling. And, um, and my time, time is, is well, it's of... not quite, but it's getting there. Um, and my husband right. and I, you know, I, I've never had, I know that this used to be a thing, but I, I've never had this worry about empty nests. It's funny that my husband and I have had a lot more time alone in the last year and a half to two years than we ever have in our entire married life. We, uh, I've been married since I was 20 years old and I'm 51. Um, and we were the people who had our kids very early and we didn't have them close together, but we were having kids over, over the course of about 13 years. Um, and, and I always thought to myself, oh, you know, people said, oh, well, we took the time beforehand, uh, you know, to have a life before we had kids. But I'm actually really happy that we did things the way we did because we're still able enough, knock wood and, and pray, uh, we're still right. able enough to enjoy ourselves, but we're also old enough to be able to appreciate it and to say, um, you know, we love the time with our kids, but we also love those days when it's very quiet in the house and we might be each doing our own thing, but we're together and we'll say, hey, let's go for a walk or let's go grab something to eat or let's make something or let's let's sit and watch TV. You know, we will binge watch something for three hours, uh, you know, and, and I love that. I love that we have that flexibility. So I'm, I'm very happy with my age. I would not want to I would not trade my age for anything. Um, so what's the downside? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't know what the downside Thank is. Um, <laughs> I, 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 rel I feel relatively healthy. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm aware of the fact that I have my, my knees are not great from, 
running and what have you. Um, but I just, you know, if, if there's any downside, it's knowing on one level, although I don't think about this often, that, um, that time is running out in a sense. Um, maybe who knows how fast it, I have, I have grandparents who live to be in their mid nineties. So hopefully I have those genes and, and hopefully I got out of New Jersey fast enough that, that what, um, affected my parents will not affect me, but I don't know that. Um, Right. If there's, I don't know about a downside. I really, I, as I said, I really don't know that I would, I would change anything. I'm even with aches and pains and, and what have you, I'm still not, um, I, I'm still happy with, with how I, how I am. And, um, you know, and I've made choices. I don't, you know, my, my hair is not going to go gray. It shall stay purple. <laughs> and I, um, you know, I, I'm very happy that, that, 15, 16, 17, 18 year old Tadra um, did when it dealt with her family's eye rolling and put on full makeup before she went to the beach every time. And so never got any sun on her face ever. And um, oh, and see, girl, I was a sun I, I, baby. I was like the yeah. more, I mean, we lived for a time yeah. when I was a teenager. We lived in Pensacola. We lived in Panama yeah. City Beach. You know, we went to the beach all the time and I tanned and tanned and tanned and tanned and now I'm paying the price. Like I can see on the skin on my chest, the skin on my uh, arms, the skin on my shoulders, the skin on my face. Um, I've already had um, a cancerous um, mole removed from my back. So now I'm paying the price of having a gorgeous tan. And God, I miss being tan. There's just nothing. It's funny. I wish they would come up with some kind of miraculous thing where you could lay in the sun and not have any dangerous effects from it because I love the, I love laying out. I love laying in the sun and being hot and having the wind blow Mm -hmm. on you and getting up and getting in the water at the beach. I love the smell of suntan oil. I love the color of tan skin. I love the contrast of tan skin when you pull the bikini line and you can see like, yeah. I and and I, I did too. We, you know, I lived at the beach in the summer, so I was there, but I always, always, always wore full makeup with foundation, everything. And so my face never saw sun. Face was protected. So the rest of my body yeah. was tan, yeah. but my face never saw the sun. So I think that's something like, I definitely wish I had done more to protect my skin and my neck. Yeah. You know, people tell you to put moisturizer on your face, make sure you wash your makeup every night, all that kind of stuff. But girls, if you're young yes. and you're listening, protect yeah, that yeah. neck. Because that's what I notice now in every photograph of myself. My eyes go right to my neck. My neck, I think, really shows my age probably more than anything else, um, which is funny. Like, it just seems like such a such an unimportant thing and and it's it's very and hands my mother used to tell um, me we had a we had a friend who was a dance teacher and she was very limber (laughs) and and very young looking or whatever and I said something once to my mother and and my mother said but look at her hands and the next time I did in her hands you could see her age so I I try to be very conscious of of taking my extra moisturizer and putting it on and and you know but um uh it's funny because when I was younger, um, I can remember in my 20s and, and um, being very um, haughty <laughs> and, and actually kind of a bitch about like, you know, you see people that were older that were dressing young and, and be like, oh, you know, she's trying to act young or she's trying to look young and uh, that ship has sailed or seeing the women who get plastic surgery and then they no longer even look like themselves or whatever. And, and can, I would never do that. And it's funny because now I find that I don't. I don't personally like clothing like when I go to like the quote unquote women's section of the store 
but like I do know I'm too old to shop in like the junior section of the store and so you're trying to find this in between of something that fits my personality and fits the clothes I'd like to wear but that's also somewhere in my age group yeah. like you know what I mean and and I now have a whole different understanding of people having plastic surgery I still don't think I would do it I don't think I'd ever say I would never do it. I don't think I would do it. But I can see if I stand in the mirror and pull my face back, it looks different. <laughs> so I now see how people start down that path. Now, unfortunately, I think once people start down that path, they lose kind of some, somehow they lose the filter of yeah. what looks natural because I see people that start down that path and go a little yes. too far down it. But I, but I understand how that starts yes. now. And I didn't understand that when I was younger and my skin was... Well, I, I think aging so, gracefully um, is, is something that, that's possibly an entirely different um, topic. But, uh, you know, having grown up with a lot of women in my life who did age gracefully and there was no plastic surgery or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I always felt that my, my grandmothers, my aunts and uncles, my mother were very um, actively interested in beauty and in taking care of themselves and in, and in um you know, and in dressing. Now, my, my grandmothers did not so much. You know, they, they dressed the way that women did in the 60s and 70s who were in their 60s and 70s. So that was okay. You know, that, that. But right. my mother was uh, very uh, stylish uh, her entire life and, and very conscious of fashion. And I try to skirt a lot. You know, there are things that I will say now, oh, does this make me look too young? And my kids look at me and say, no, absolutely not. But I'm not comfortable. If I, if I kind of feel like I'm trying to right. pull off something that maybe looks like I'm trying to pull off something, I won't do it. But I also right. don't say right. it it's is. It's a fine line. It's a it fine is. line between like being trendy and being right. fashionable exactly. and being stylish and yes and being, I mean I'm not wearing you know, knowing I'm not knowing wearing crop tops and, and I'm not wearing you know um uh shorts that are uh too yeah yeah you know but I also am not wearing Bermuda shorts and and I right. you know I right yes House no there, there are things that that I still am very comfortable <laughs> with and if anybody you know if if until until I look myself in the mirror and say, oh, good Lord, give it up, honey. I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. Or until one of your daughters yeah. is like, mom, yeah. my Yeah, and talk. I don't, I don't. So, well, I think it's, I do think it's kind of sad um, that we, and again, it goes back to the, the men and women thing. I do think it's kind of sad that we tie so much of a woman's value yes. into her beauty. And then as her beauty starts to quote unquote change, fade yes. um, with age, then in in many ways society diminishes her value mm -hmm. along with that and i think that's I think very sad we should stop doing that so, okay that's it it's done let's yes we're not doing let's that forge forward in allowing um in allowing beauty yes. to yes to change but yes, not to I diminish agree. there we go so, what a wonderful way to end on that right. note i'm going to kick off 50 and, yes, and I, happy birthday um, i read something thank you thank you i read something recently that I'm going to incorporate where for the year of 50, I am going to each week walk a mile with a different person mm. in my life. And that mile might be an actual mile where we walk side by side physically. And that might be a mile where we walk um, virtually while we're on the phone um, or, uh, you know, on FaceTime or whatever. But I am setting a goal for 50 to do um, 50 people Ooh. in my life that I'm going to walk a mile with during this year. So 
I'm saying this goal out loud <laughs> on a podcast so that there is some there accountability that I have to now achieve Absolutely. this. So every now and then ask me about I it. I shall. <laughs> ask me how it's going. So, all right. Thank you for joining us. We would love to hear your thoughts on aging. We would love to hear your thoughts on society standard of beauty and how that changes as women age and um, we would love for you to check out some of the great seasoned romances with older heroes and heroines if you would like to follow um, there's two groups on Facebook that I'm a part of one of them is simply called seasoned romance the other one is called romance in her prime and both of those feature authors and readers who are fans of of, um, books of heroes and heroines that are over 35 different ages different age groups over that and um, if you want to check out my seasoned romances um, Maggie is one of my seasoned romances with a 49 year old heroine and I also have Building Fences which has a 35 year old um, divorced mother of two who is navigating getting back into the dating world and figuring out who she is without being um, wife and mom so that's great there you go so we'd love to hear from you and opendialogue1.com or you can reach out to us on social media. And thank you thank for joining you. us. And I am off thank to celebrate. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.